Yeah, people think it's blogging. People think it's social media. Think it, people think it's uh, like a marketing tech. They're like, I want a viral video. I'm like, good, so does everybody else. And I'm like, no, no, no. Inbound to me is a philosophy. It's like a religion. Ready to spend 15 minutes with the experts you admire? Need strategy sessions from thought leaders brought directly to your ears? Welcome to the Sprocket Talk 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, where every week George B. Thomas uncovers the challenges that sales, marketing, and service professionals face. And of course, the strategies to help them overcome their biggest hurdles. So sit back and set your sights on growth with these bite-sized conversations filled with pure strategy gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast. All right, Sprocket Talk viewers and listeners, I am super excited. And you know me, I'm always excited. But today, this is going to dramatically change many of your businesses, many of your minds, the way that you think about doing business. That's as much as I'm going to tease into this before I introduce our guest, Dan Tyre. Can you explain to the Sprocketeers who you are, what you do, and where you do it? My name is Dan Tyre. I'm employee number six at HubSpot. I've been a full-time HubSpotter for the last 12 and a half years, right? I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I travel the world. I'm on the road 70% of the time speaking about the inbound revolution. And uh, I love inbound. I'm a huge fan of uh, George B. Thomas. Sprocket man. And uh, all he tries to do uh, in his podcast to make sure that we're doing good in the universe and we're helping people grow their businesses better. There we go. Growing businesses better and doing good in the universe and getting Dan Tyre to sing on the podcast. Check. We can be done for the day. Just kidding, Sprocketeers. So here's the thing. Many of you may have heard about inbound marketing. Some of you may have heard about inbound sales. But today we want to take it another level, deeper, higher, whatever you want to say, and talk about inbound organizations and what that means. So Dan, when you go travel around the world and you're talking yeah. to folks about having or creating an inbound organization lay down kind of the foundation of what that means fundamentally for those that might not know or be new to the term inbound okay so inbound is a thing and it was invented by this guy david Meerman scott who you know who wrote the book called the new rules of pr and marketing in 2007 and when he wrote the book we were reading it and we we're like holy cow we wrote we started a software company that reflects he was the first person to put inbound in print and inbound is, uh, it's sales and marketing tactics. And when HubSpot started, we had inbound marketing software, right? But it's really more of a management philosophy that has some common themes that applies to more than just sales and marketing. Number one, you got to treat people like human beings, which I know I sound like Gandhi, right? But that is got lost by so many different people. Number two, you've got to help rather than sell. Now, George B. Thomas, one of the reasons why I'm such a great fan is you provide all these services. I've seen you, right? We were just doing this this morning. You were talking and educating 100 people on how you use video in the sales process out of the goodness of your heart. And that's an inbound philosophy. So number one, be human. Number two, you help not sell. Number three, you have a centralized view of the customer. In the old days, like uh, 1990, you were a generalist. You sold to everybody. Today, the riches, are in the niches, right? And you figure out where you provide the best value and then you work in that niche 
Because in 2014, the average company had six competitors. In 2019, it's 44 competitors. But there's so much other competition that if you niche very, very specifically, then you're going to be affected. And of course, the flywheel, which is an essential part of the inbound organization, is all about how you get your customers to help you create more customers. So as I do my public speaking, I do 50 speaking engagements a year. Turns out I'm mildly entertaining from the stage, George. You can appreciate that. I spoke at all the inbounds. I was in Brazil. I was in South Africa this year. I'm in Dublin. I'm headed to uh, Israel in two weeks. Uh, super fun. Uh, people go, all right, I get it. I want to understand this inbound. And I'm like, all right, well, you got to, to do inbound. You need to be inbound. And they're like, okay, I want to be inbound. How do I do that? And essentially, you got to buy the book or you got to read the inbound organization website, www inbound organization website. And it will give you all the background, understanding, foundation, leadership principles so that you can then move to do the tactics, the sales and marketing kind of stuff so you can grow better. Yeah, definitely check out the website. Definitely get the book and read that. What I want to do is I want to unpack. There's so much goodness in that section right there. I love that you have to be inbound to do inbound. I love that. But one of the things that you referenced there, Dan, was being able to niche or niche down, some people call it. And when you when you run into an organization and they're thinking about making this journey, what are some ways that they can actually figure out where they should be focused when they're kind of trying to niche down into a segment? The first thing I try to understand is a little bit about the organization and how they engage. And you have a majority of companies, I'm saying, are moving from generalist to specific. So I want to understand where they provide the most value. I ask them, what's your ideal customer profile? I ask them, what are your ideal personas, which your audience knows all about? And then I'm like, what is your special sauce? Why do people like get so excited about working with you in that particular niche? And I was just working with this lady, Beth Cochran from Wired PR here in Phoenix. And she's like, no, in B2B tech companies that are Phoenix-based that I have $10 million, we kill it. We've never lost a customer. They love it. I'm like, okay, that's your niche. You work with B2B tech companies, software companies that have at least $10 million, that have 30 employees that are trying to uh, grow 100%. Does that sound like you? And she's like, Dan, if we could get more of those, I go, how many of those are in Phoenix? She's like uh, 380. I'm like, okay, that's your target segment. Now you can go to everybody or you can go to those 380 companies that you do unbelievable work. So number one, you think about where your best customers come from. Number two, you think about your background and experience. Because when you talk to people like you, George, you have the vocabulary, the understanding, the background. It's hard, like you understand marketers. You understand companies that scale. That's that's your authentic self. And when you walk into a room, everybody knows that's your tribe like you're, there's no hiding right if you walked into a um, I don't know a psychology uh, meetup or you walked into a pharmaceutical conference how would that play yeah. it would just be no. a little different you could do it and there'd be lots of people you could educate it's not the same as you walking into inbound and people are like yelling at you for, oh that's George and that's what so that's the key in the old days people don't do this because they think it would uh, retard their growth there it's going to be harder to grow but the exact opposite takes place in 2019 the riches are in the niches you niche out 
and you say, no, 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 I'm only working with this specific company, and you explain why, and then you explain, no, 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 if you are really in another niche, you go talk to my buddy Remington, or you go talk to my buddy Todd Ockender, or you talk to Beth uh, Cochran, something like that, you actually gain more credibility. You're seriously focused on the things that you want to do. You're, you're providing all this value, and then you get a significant market share in that niche, and then you just move to another niche. And that sounds kind of simple, except when you're an entrepreneur and you're like, no, 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 I need all that business. I got to make payroll. I'm like, okay, there's the balance between having to eat and then uh, having to build that particular specialty. But specialty beats generalist always. My buddy, Greg Head, he runs a, a program called Greg's List, which is the top uh, 495 lists of software companies in Dallas, Salt Lake City, and in Phoenix. And he did it because he's like you. He's like, no, we need a list. He just did it at hundreds of hours of his own time. It's a great list, right? It's a curated list. And like, that's his specialty that's where it goes yeah i love this and sprocketeers if this is sounding a little familiar you may remember in episode one where we talked to mark schaefer and he mentioned knowing that statement of only we what's the thing our special or secret sauces dan said only we do this thing and for these people dan it's interesting because you kind of started to lean into one of the myths about inbound and le that leads me into wanting to ask the question when people think they know something conversations get real fun and funky really quick. So when you think of people hearing this term inbound organization, what are some of the myths that you've had to battle from the stage when that becomes the conversation in the room? Enjoying this podcast? Make sure you show the love. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Help us become the strongest strategy podcast on the internet. Get access to hidden episodes and bonus content. Head over to sprockettalk.com forward slash strategy. Yeah, people think it's blogging. People think it's social media. Think people think it's uh, like a marketing tech. They're like, I want a viral video. I'm like, good. So does everybody else. And I'm like, no, no, no. Inbound to me is a philosophy. It's like a religion. It's like a, a management leadership principle that helps you uh, earn a competitive advantage. And they're like, okay, prove it. I'm like, I'm happy to prove it, right? There are millions of people who are practicing inbound that are going to smoke you online because they're using the tactics of sales and marketing alignment. They're helping, not selling. They're providing incredible value. They're building relationships. I, we were talking about the tool and die show that Todd and I did. That's uh, Todd Hockenberry is the, my co-author. By the way, he's the best co-author in the history of books. This guy is amazing. First of all, he's smart. He's a great writer. He's empathetic. He, uh, when I'm like freaking out with the big energy, he's like, calm down, dad. We would never have done this book without uh, his help. And he, he's kind of funny. He's like, Dan, you live in the HubSpot bubble. And I'm like, what's the HubSpot bubble? I'm like, you say things like everybody runs their business like HubSpot. I'm like, well, he's like, well, example, George, is like, I go, well, you put your M spot, your M spot is your mission, who you serve, that's the S, your uh, plays, that's what you're going to do, your T's, uh, your targets, and your O's, those are your missions. And HubSpot has had an M spot for five years. Every HubSpotter has one page. If you go to www.inboundorganization.com, you see example of M spots, you can download the M spot template. And uh, there's like 15 or 20 M-Spot examples. And if you build your M-Spot and send it to Todd and I, we'll review it just to make sure we're on the right page. And we do tons of consulting. We did dozens of consulting engagements in 2019 about going in and doing a workshop so that people would build their M-Spot. And all of this, the mission, who you serve, your plays, your targets and omissions in one page is hugely uh, effective so that you can 
scale your business. Most people would prefer to uh, work for a mission-driven company rather than uh, like a regular company. And uh, virtually every company can like establish a mission that's this is what we're trying to do in the universe. That's very, very inbound, right? So if you don't have an M spot or you don't have like a wiki, I'm like, you know what a wiki is, right? Do, yeah. do your do your listeners know what a wiki, wiki is? I hope they know what it is. Okay, okay. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be assumptive because like, I'm like, just post it on the wiki. And Todd's like, no one has a wiki. I'm like, what Todd brought to uh, the table is that he's an industrial guy. He's a manufacturer. He has three patents on lasers. The guy's like a rocket scientist. And he's like, Dan, come down into the real world. You're a HubSpot. You have the M spot. You have the wiki. You have an inbound operating system. You practice inbound rec recruiting. No one has that. And I'm like, well, that's why we're writing the book. He goes, yeah, but you got to write it in a way in which a regular person can understand it. And I'm like, okay, I got it. And so uh, in a very professional way, he makes fun of me. And uh, if you go to the www inbound organization website, you have all of these like free resources that we offer you because if you become an inbound organization, you'll have a huge competitive advantage. Yes, it's the marketing tactics that you hire our HubSpot partners for. Yes, it's the sales motion that you hire our sales partners for. Yes, it's the alignment kind of stuff that you do and the way you train our partners and all that stuff, George. But it's also a way of viewing the world where you're going to help and you're not going to uh, push. That you're going to have one view of the customer. There's a chapter about uh, inbound back office. And it turns out like your finance people, your accounts payable, your legal department has an unbelievably positive or negative impact on uh, whether people like you or not, right? And there's all these stories of like people who don't feel like they're customer facing who are definitely customer facing. You have a problem with your Verizon bill and it gets fixed in seven minutes. What happens, George? Oh, you're excited. And you're a Verizon fan forever. You're like, no, 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 screw T-Mobile. Like, you got to go Verizon. If you have a problem with Zoom and they're like, somebody cycles in and says, George, I want to make sure that you no longer have the Zoom, you'll be like, oh, no, no, no. I'd be wearing your Zoom t-shirt all the time. You download like a, an app and it doesn't work and you go into the support and they don't fix it in five days. What's going to happen? Yeah, I'm going to talk about <laughs> it. I'm going to exactly. talk about it. Or you're an example of uh, someone on a slide that's not necessary. So that inbound process and understanding how it goes to the entire organization is critically important. And that's what we tried to do. Uh, Justin Champion wrote inbound content. That's like the nuts and bolts. Brian Signorelli wrote inbound selling. I actually wrote the forward for that with Mark Roberge, my first boss at HubSpot. That's about the sales motion. My friend Ileana Stariva, great Bulgarian PR expert, wrote inbound PR. What we wanted to do is take it a little bit higher level to make sure that people understand the importance of a foundation of an inbound organization. Super excited about the output. Super excited about helping more people. And I feel like I'm a little synonymous with HubSpot brand because I'm an old guy. I got a little gray hair. And everything changed for me in 2007 when I started to adopt these inbound principles. And I can definitively tell you, if you lean into inbound, you have a huge competitive advantage. If you don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second because I have another question for you. Dan, it's interesting, or Sprocketeers, what I'll say to you before I even go further with Dan here is I hope you realize if you rewind that, there was about four micro strategies inside the strategy of inbound organizations that just happened in that last segment. Dan, here's where I want to go next, other than also putting out in the universe that we should probably create an inbound video book that people would read. But Let's go. Uh, Let's yeah, there. Go. We go. But but here's the thing. What are some of the mistakes 
that you've seen people make when they start to transition from what is air quotes so here great. for those of you listening, so a normal organization into an inbound organization? So great. So when we started, everybody wanted to move. And what we've quickly realized in the first two weeks, not everybody's ready to be an inbound organization, right? Some people say, what's your mission? And the mission is to make more money. I'm like, that's not really a mission. It is a mission, but it's not like what you and I think would be a mission, right? But that's their mission. And I'm like, okay, let's noodle on how we take baby steps to get there. We have plenty of people we talk to that still cocoa. They hire people right out of college and they cocoa. I'm like, what's the return on investment on that? And they're like, uh, about 1%. I'm like, let me get this right. Is there any other part of your business you spend 99, waste 99% of your time, effort, and money, and you'd still do it. And they're like, uh, probably not. But like, this is how we grow our business. I'm like, what happens the other 99%? I'm like, that worked in 1989 because there were six competitors. Now there's a million competitors. You're going to get crushed. And they're like, good point. I'm like, you got to become an inbound organization. You got to start with the philosophy. You've got to start with the foundation. You've got to start with the management kind of uh, characteristics. And it's a Todd Ockenberry quote, to practice inbound, you have to be inbound. Todd, every like 30 days would say something, I would say, stop, hold on a second. What did you just say? And it was friggin' brilliant. He said, everybody wants to grow, but no one wants to change. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's like, that should be on your tombstone or not to get more of it. That should be on your like wall. And that got a lot of play on the blog and and like a, and I go that's exactly right everybody has aspirations to it but they don't have the baby steps to do it. so number one lots of people start at different areas and they take on too much too quick so you start with maybe you take the assessment that's on the website you get a percentage like a grade your inbound organization grade and then it will give you three recommendations of the next baby steps that you take number two you're not always like not everybody jumps on the inbound bandwagon the way you and I do George we've been doing this for 10 years we understand that it works there's lots of people they got this like body language right their arms are crossed they're like that doesn't work with dentists pharmaceuticals uh, uh salespeople or uh doctors and in fact they're wrong and I can prove it there is a method where you have to explain it to them in their own terms understand like the options that they have and uh, a little bit of uh, like the last 10 years and a little bit of the future for us Right. If you're not an inbound organization, it's going to be a large, hard slog because you've been out helping people for 10 years. Anybody who falls into your niche, they know who George B. Thomas is. They know your expertise. They're naturally going to go. We were on a call today, George, with 150 people. And I said, George is on the call. And they're like, oh my goodness, I'm a George fanboy. Oh my goodness, I saw him in that. It was like a little embarrassing for me, but super cool for you. And I'm like, yeah, that's why we brought George. And that was unscripted. Those people were like, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. You work darn hard to do that because you have an inbound philosophy. What I want to do is take a little George B. Thomas, a little sprocket talk. I want to bring it to every single business. Because if you don't adopt it, you're essentially screwed. And it, this is the way businesses is done is the 21st century. There's uh, hundreds of thousands of people who've already started it. Whether you use HubSpot software or not, I don't care. We just want you to like understand the philosophy. Number two, if you want a real competitive advantage, you can use HubSpot software. Oh, by the way, it starts at free. Free software. Who doesn't like free software? And number three, if you're going to delay, we just want you to understand the implications. You can refuse to move into the 21st century, but you do so at your own risk. The risk isn't it's not going to work. We've already proven it. That's the last decade. The risk is you're going to try to convince yourself 
that it doesn't work, you're going to wait until, I don't know, 2024, and then you're going to jump in and you're like, all right, it's time for this inbound stuff. Meanwhile, George B. Thomas has been doing it for 15 years. Try kicking George B. Thomas off the first page of Google after he's been optimizing, offering help and cultivating a tribe for 15 years. It's not going to be done. It's impossible. It's uh, just forget about it. Well, Dan, Dan, thank thank you for the kind words. It's very humbling. And uh, again, I'm just a guy trying to add value to the world. Just like you, you are amazing. I love that you're going around and talking on stages. I love that you have this inbound organization conversation with people. Dan, if people want to learn more about the inbound organization, if they want to talk more with you, where do you want to send them? Uh, Yeah, you can get me anywhere. I am like all over the internet at dantire.com. You can go inboundorganization.com. That's the site Todd and I have up to bring all of this stuff into the universe. You can get me on LinkedIn, Dan Tire, executive at UpSpot. You can get me on uh, Twitter, at Dan Tire. If you want to see pictures of my food, go to Instagram, Dan uh, Tire One. Any place you want, all right? I'm all over the place. I'm also accessible, uh, dtireduppspot.com. I love helping people. I love being part of UpSpot. People say, like, you probably have a little bit of dough. Why do you still with UpSpot? Because I friggin' love it. Are you kidding me? I get to work with guys like you. We just did a program for 150 UpSpot Lions. I, I have more fun than any other human being. I am the luckiest guy in the world. HubSpot is great. Our ecosystem is great. Uh, the book is freaking awesome. It's so much fun to be me. And uh, hopefully you'll invite me back. We'll do another Sprocket Talk. I'm all in for you, George. And I'm all in for the Sprocket Talkers. Is that what they call them? Sprocketeers. 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 Yeah, I'll sing the theme song if you want to record me. I'm a bass <laughs> player. So if like, you want to kind of think. And right? This is the right way to go, right? It's like we know in our hearts, you were an inbounder before we put the term inbound. In our hearts, we know that helping people is the mission of the human animal. And all we're trying to do is put words and processes to make everybody embrace that, be better human beings. And as HubSpot says, hashtag grow better. Sprocketeers, a couple words you heard in this episode are have fun, be empathetic, add value, and of course, check out Dan's food on Instagram and we'll see you in the next episode. Did you enjoy this episode of the 15 minute strategy podcast? We'd love to know, leave a rating and written review wherever you listen to your favorite shows and keep that learning going by visiting sprockettalk.com. Sign up for your free membership. And in that membership area, you can find bundled episodes where we combine like strategies to help you grow better, make the world better and share this episode with your friends and coworkers who may be battling the same obstacle. You can always reach out to George B. Thomas on Twitter with questions or guest suggestions, or just to talk about your favorite Marvel superhero. Now go out into the world and leverage this strategy for your success. And we'll see you in the next episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast.